Welcome back, everybody. This is the Spicy PL Podcast, episode six. This is Alex Baval at Big underscore Bavel here with Big Joe Capolino at Yo. Big Joe Cap and James Peachy Marcotte, new Instagram handle, Big Peachy Boy with yeah. an OI. We got him a BIG. He's legit. We all got to be big. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm still the smallest of the big, though. Bavel already passed me in weight class, I think. Yeah, I'm just fat nowadays. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll get to that one. We got a really spicy episode for you all today, especially if you're from the uh, New England area. It's going to get kind of crazy later. Crazy. But first off, um, I don't think there are any errors and omissions from yeah, last Yeah, we week. had one from, a, I'd say Eric Cordero is a pretty good powerlifting historian, and he informed me that uh, Mike Bridges didn't fail a drug test. Um but, you know, I was reading a little bit and uh, there was a 538 article, which is like, a you know, they do like data driven sports articles. Basically said when IPF introduced testing, uh, Mike Bridges lost 300 pounds on his total in four months um, between his last untested meet and his first tested meet, which was an IPF Worlds in 1983 in Helsingborg, Sweden. So um, I'm not upset about what we said, but... It's a correction. He's it's not banned or anything. Technicality. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Gene Bell all day in the 181s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I think the big news in current events right now is the USAPL's announced that they will not be sending teams to Classic Worlds, Bench Worlds, and Masters Worlds. So there's a lot of athletes that are really upset about that. It sucks. Um, but... We just want to bring it up and talk about it. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks. Number one, personally, I mean, Luis was thinking about going to Bench Worlds. Yep. I love watching Bench Worlds. And that is a raw and equipped combined meet, so that affects everybody. Um, so it's just a big bummer. We were thinking about going to Russia with Luis. But, I, you know, I thought it was weird because I knew – most likely in the fall that the Russians probably still wouldn't let Americans in, especially if we're the epicenter of this epidemic. And theirs is getting worse. Theirs is getting worse. Ours is the worst. So um, I don't know. You know, it sucks. I'm upset about it. It's crazy, you know, and all, you know, I've been involved in powerlifting 13 years and to not be able to watch Bench Worlds, it's going to be a bummer. That meet is crazy. World records being set left and right. People swinging for the fences. Bench meets are pretty cool. I would never... Travel to do one, but I respect it. It's awesome. Bench meets are insane. I mean, people will literally. You've been to just, a bench world's beach. Oh yeah, they just load it up and let it fly. I also heard they have the best banquets at bench worlds. So, well, bench Thoughts. bench pressers don't give a fuck about physical fitness. Yeah, they're <laughs> so crazy people. We're gonna, you know, we're just drinking, doing crazy shit all the time. You know, yeah. The bench only guys are always the craziest guys. Like, you got Luis over there. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think overall, like just the world meets all being packed into the fall, like people still had like, you know, motivation to train mm -hmm. and like people were staying the course. And I think it really took the wind out of a lot of people's sails, you know, obviously like on the raw side, not having a classic worlds, which we talked about because it was only going to be like a week apart from raw nationals. And it seemed like through the scoring that lifters might want to compete twice in a week. But um, I guess that's not a thing anymore. You know, hoping Raw Nationals happens in Florida, which is Florida's open as fuck right now. Um, so maybe it will happen. Like, uh, we'll see a pretty sick meet where maybe we weren't going to see that. So 
take the positives out of that. Like you might see Ashton Ruska versus Bryce Lewis, you know, might see Ray lift at nationals, you know, where he, maybe he wouldn't, you know, things like that. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, sucks for the first time world team members like, uh, Jonathan Keiko and Christina Paracci come to mind, like Mm -hmm. people we both follow and are fans of. Um, so that kind of sucks. I was looking forward to seeing them. I mean, there's not much else to say. It's a bummer, you know? I mean, it's probably for the for the best safety of the athletes. And organizationally, it'll probably be easier to not be trying to fly people all over the world during this, you know? This yeah. Yeah. And I, I think just, and like on my, just like personally, you know, I'm hoping open worlds happens and like I get to do it. I've done seven straight and I've kind of like, you know, I haven't been able to win one, but I've taken a little pride in having the longest tenured, you know, world team spot. And uh, I'd like to see it happen. But I read the other day, Norway is not letting people in unless it's for like absolute necessary work reasons. And like, I don't know if that will change in time for a a national team to, you know, you book travel a few months out, everything has to be organized. I just don't, I don't see it happening. So I'm not hopeful on any of that. So you know yeah everything changes day by day but all indications are not looking great for it i wouldn't be surprised if it gets canceled it's a bummer because we were looking forward to going and it, it would have been awesome but it's, it is what it yeah. is i mean this this whole this whole covid19 thing is it's hitting everybody and yeah. it's not looking like it's going to be a great year for powerlifting or, or any other sports for that reason i mean you look at everything else might see some virtual meets who knows but yeah. like I, I think meets might national meets might happen in Florida. People are going to want to compete. I think if if things calm down, local meets in in the fall will be pretty packed. We'll uh, we'll have some good meet results to talk about then and shit, and see mm-hmm. some cool lifts. Luckily, like everything's super accessible, no matter what what meet you do. So yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, I think USAPL is trying to sort it all out and figure it out. I mean, all the different states are opening up different times. They have different gyms. They sent out a survey uh, via email, so I think it would help the USAPL to try to understand what the situations are yeah. by you if, if you go out and fill that survey out, and maybe they'll they'll be able to run more meets. You just or, reminded me I have to do that. Yeah. But, man, like screenshot. There's a lot of questions on it. <laughs> if you get in a meet, you know, screenshot your uh, open powerlifting ranking or your USAPL database ranking and hold that shit near and dear because not everybody's going to do a meet, so maybe you get a nice high ranking in 2020, you know. No, a lot of the raw lifters will be interested in posting their ranking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just anything to get to be number one, even though, you know, yeah. it's super. I, I like the guys who post their ranking in fucking January, like the second <laughs> week in January. So someone was like, oh, no one's competing. I forgot who was saying this to me the other day. I was like, I'm ranked number two. Like, I've competed right before, <laughs> right before, like, people went in the lockdown. I'm like, congrats, man. It's yeah, that's like, cool. that's like the game. If you go on open powerlifting and you change all the different filters, so you can get to top, you know, top number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raw with wraps, junior. Drug tested. Uncheck the box. Yeah, so I guess all in all, it's a bummer. You know, we've missed out on a lot of things this year already. Collegiates um, is always a sick meet. Uh, Sheffield was going to be cool. You were going to go to that, Alex, to yeah. help with the technical team. Yeah. Um, you know, we're missing out on a lot of shit. You just got to stay home and train and hope for the best, I guess. Buy do more gym bet. equipment, whatever. Do, do you, know. Are, you know, buy, buy, buy more gym equipment, sell it, get new gym equipment. Yeah, everybody's also doing a podcast, including us. 
everybody and their mother. Yeah, that maybe, shit's boring. We've been talking about having guests. Maybe we should have your mother. <laughs> <laughs> My mother loves the pod, dude. But um, yeah, best. man. I mean, we are going to have guests. I mean, this is kind of like a detour from the conversation. We are going to have guests. We want to make sure when we do it, we do it right. And we're also like, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there. It's like every week is a guest. And like, okay, then what are the hosts doing? Who gives a fuck? Don't run a podcast. Um, be more interesting, man. Like we try to have fun and tell some really insightful, funny stories on ours and do some shit, talk some shit, start it up. You know, have a little gusto on your pod. Don't just ask people about their training, eating, and injuries. That shit is boring, man. Yeah, you you heard a couple of those stories, and then it's all recycled. You know, how do you feel? Like shit. How do you eat? Pretty good. Do you train every day? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and and if we do have guests, we're going to ask better questions than you know how's your fucking hip feel all right so we've made it a theme to talk shit about thor because there's not really that much uh going on in the strength sports industry so we've talked shit about thor almost every podcast i think yeah we're running six straight we might as well keep it going we do apologize if it's getting repetitive but there there keeps on being new information new videos New drama. Yeah, if new this shit is their intent about. to like hook us in, like they fucking Eddie Hall and Thor have hooked us hook real good. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. So, so recently, um, Eddie Hall posted a video on his on his uh, on his YouTube, and it was basically a documentary from the 2017 World Strongest Man where he won, and it was highlighting um, basically what Thor was calling how he got robbed by the judges and it was an in-depth an in-depth look at the viking press event where thor was called for double dipping and so he got a no rep and he went before eddie hall he got 14 reps eddie hall went after him got 15 reps yeah and basically thor right after the meet after the competition was saying he got robbed all this and that he got no repped on one rep. He got no repped on one rep for double dipping. They showed Thor talking to the judges the day before, going through the rules. The, the head judge watched his form, told him what was good. They did like a whole seminar on how to do this event. And, and they gave Thor a special warning not to do it. During the, during the event, Thor got two or three warnings on double dipping. He brought brought the press down before getting a, a, a down command like three times they gave him those reps yeah he did get the benefit of the doubt on a lot of the reps he, he the judges could have taken away at least three or four reps from him if they wanted to be but they were nice and they no repped him on one rep and yeah. he, he's claiming that he won he swore on his daughter that he got the rep you know get the other judges in he he basically threw a temper tantrum yeah i mean i don't yeah, it was crazy. I don't have an issue with the way he performed it if he just, like, took credit for the 14. Like, yeah, there are probably some other reps he should have been no rep for. But, like, everybody's competing. We all do it. We're trying to ride the line of what's good and what's not and, like, max out our potential in the event. So, like, whatever. It's like cutting depth on a squat and trying to get a two-to-one lift rather than three white lights. Whatever. And then he was pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. You right know? after he went, he was stoked. He was stoked. And then Eddie Hall just comes out and, like, if Thor had any brain and watched Eddie Hall just smoke an easy 15 to win the event since he followed him. Um, there would be no argument. Eddie Hall would have done 16, 17, doesn't matter. He just did strict reps and just absolutely just made, it made Thor's set on the event just look like trash. So like obviously the event was going that way no matter what happened, right? 
So for him to only after the facts try to protest, and like I've protested, me and PG have protested all kinds of trash lists before. I love We run up right there. We do it right away. Protest. $100 bill in hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then to swear on his daughter, when he he knew it was trash, he was just trying to play a game with the referee. He's just like a trash person, honestly. Like, Yeah, I mean... It's embarrassing. I, I, I thought it shed a really bad light on him, and it damaged his reputation. I, I don't think in the long run it's going to matter because he's he's that big right now, and like good for him, I guess, and his whole crew. And his dad seems cool. I don't know. I'd hang out with his dad, but like I don't know. He's kind of a trash person. Yeah, he was crying like a sore loser, swearing on his daughter, crying to social media, and it got play because he's a big name and. yeah they exposed him because they used some footage that was never before seen so it was great yeah after watching that if you watch that there's no doubt about it that eddie whooped his ass fair and square and thor's a crybaby well that's the other thing in strongman is like you want to preserve your energy for the rest of the events so why would eddie do any more than 15 he only needed 15 and that's the thing in the way it works it he went at you know someone who's following you in strongman in a final of five events eddie was ahead on points um, so he, he earned the right to go last too. Like you're earning an advantage for a reason. It's not like in a vacuum, you know? So he earned that advantage. Thor should have done better in the first cut. Co- I think that was event three. He should have done better in the first two. And then like, maybe it was a Drunus or somebody else said, well, Thor should have won the plane pull, but he didn't. He's supposed to be the yeah. best vehicle pull in the world. And he, he didn't. So, you know, I think he just lost. Yeah. He lost fair and square. So, so that's that. I think, Eddie Hall's going to whoop his ass. I, I think we should seriously consider doing live coverage from Vegas, 20, yeah. September 2021. We'll grab some microphones, fly out there, do the live, do the live coverage, live stream. I mean, we're all horny for Vegas. We just missed. I mean, talk about things we missed out on. We were supposed to be in Vegas two weekends ago, flying yeah. around the Grand Canyon and losing all our money, and we didn't get to do that. Yeah, well, actually, we should say Peachy... Peachy's got married. Yeah, Peachy got married. It was going to be the bachelor party and the competition. Yeah, yeah. so we got to... As soon as shit gets U.S. opened, as they say, Vegas, and it seems pretty safe to fly out of Boston, we're gonna we're gonna go out there, you know. We're gonna use our JetBlue points. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to hit those craps tables. Yeah. All right, the next section. This is where things get spicy. We're gonna rank the top five strongest gyms in New England. And if you're listening, you're from somewhere else in the country or the world. We're going to try to keep it entertaining for you, even though you may not know these gyms. But we had to limit it to our, our sphere of influence and the lifters that we know around here. So Yeah. Because there's been a lot of bullshit talk. A lot, a lot of trash of talk. talk. A lot of talk. Everybody wants to be the strongest gym in New England. Yeah, every, gym in every gym that opens up, the day they open, they print strongest gym in you know Massachusetts, Boston, New England, whatever, on the back of the T-shirt. It's pretty much automatic. So, yeah, so we, we, we spent some time on this. We tried to look up all the gyms, give everybody a fair shake. And this is where the top five landed. Should we start with number one or number I mean, five? You want me, to, want me to give a little background because, I mean, I got home from the Arnold this year and, you know, I see a post right away from some, some decent lifters, some guys I respect as lifters. Um, and they're actually, they're in this ranking. Um, but like strongest gym in, in New England. And I was like, I just DM the owner of the gym right there. I was like, young man, like slow your roll, man. Slow your fucking roll. Um, 
you know, there's been some other gyms in Boston that pretty much have no lifters anymore. They where they run Boston Strong Cast, Boston Strongest. I don't know who these guys are. I don't know why, you know, me, Babel, Peachy, Kelsey, Monet, Eric Upperstein, why aren't why aren't they invited? Um to Boston Strong. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But it's been a lot of shit like that. So and it's gone history. There's actually another local gym that said Bay State, where all of us train, including multiple world champions. I'm no world champion, but multiple world champions on the equipped side. So we do have the stigma of being an equipped gym. But uh, this local, you know, Ridley Dink gym would beat us in a raw <laughs> meet. <laughs> and like, it just was so shocking at the time. So like, it's just been through the years, the onslaught of like bullshit and um, just lifters that come and go. They disappear. So we usually don't take it seriously, but we figured we'd have some fun. Yeah, we got to set the fucking record straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? While we were at it, we figured out that there's a lot of really shitty gyms around here, but <laughs> we had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get the worst three. The yeah, worst so we have defenders. top five. So the weakest. If they England. call themselves strength gyms, they think that they're strong, but we think they're probably the worst in New England. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But for now, the strongest. At number five, Gleason, GPT. Yeah. Yeah. In I Connecticut, think, Derby, Connecticut. I think we needed to include them. Top five, uh, Ryan Gleason's great coach. He coaches a lot of athletes. Um, you know, I've trained there, and um, he has some really impressive females that train there, including our friend, Sophie Vietas. Mm-hmm. I think she was on trajectory to win Open Nationals this year. Um, she's also a really strong raw. She just... I got her, you know, we got her at Northeastern Powerlifting, started in single ply. So, you know, we hooked them, we dope them up on the gear. Not not doping way, but, you know, we get the hook in them, and they stay geared, you know. But a uh, really talented lifter, and I think she does some coaching as well, and she's a physical therapist. And then I think uh, another, there's a name that's not really known that much, Stephanie Scoville. She plays fourth in prime time in the 63-kilo class at Raw Nationals. 2019 and just to place fourth in the 63 kilos you're behind meg scanlon um sam calhoun and um jennifer mckillen mcmillan mckillen mckillen we're getting that wrong milliken milliken jen milliken i'm just spacing out i know her very i know her well i'm a big fan of hers um so like steph also won the like all female um they, everybody did the local meet and then they combined the results oh, at the yeah. end mm-hmm. last May. So nationally she won that on Wilkes points or I, I don't know how like they scored that. it, but she wants some money. So that was a pretty cool event that they did. Hopefully they do. Well, the time has already passed, but hopefully they do it again in the future. Um, sucks. I can't remember the name as that as well, but I think just having the quality of those lifters, there's also a lot of 400 pound deadlifters on the female side there. Um, super impressive women there. We don't have to name them all, but shout out to GPT. Mm-hmm. And thanks for the Ivankos. <laughs> That's right. Yep. At number four, Mass Barbell. We took a trip over there a few months ago for one of the last local meets that happened where Luis January, lifted. January, yeah. Yep. I lifted Peachy. too. Peachy, Peachy lifted. lifted too. Nine for nine. nine if for anybody nine. who knows me can believe that, I went oh. nine for nine in a powerlifting meet. You benched raw. You benched raw. Well, yeah. you know, you have to make sure you don't bomb out when you're trying to quality for Nats. Yeah. Yeah, Mass Barbell's a it's a it's in Shrewsbury, basically that area, Worcester area, yeah. Yeah. Worcester area in Mass. 
Um, they have powerlifting. They do a lot of Olympic. It's a nice facility. Great facility, yeah. Great people. They hold there. some good meets. They hold meets. They they got a good environment there for sure. Um, your boy Cody Giampa lifts there. Yeah, man. I mean, if you just look at people in New England who have who've been to IPF Worlds, um, who train in a gym, like you know, there's Meg Scanlon. She's a great lifter, but she trains at home. Unfortunately, she's not contributing in this conversation. But Cody Giampa, I trained for a few years. I'm good friends with him. Um, he lifted at IPF Worlds 2018. He's one in one of the hardest weight classes in equipped where it's actually very deep. There's like five or six guys, including Steve Mann, lifting in the 120 kilo. Shout out to Steve Mann. Shout out to Steve Mann every episode. Um, that lift in the 120 kilo open equipped weight class. Um, and Cody performs well. He's squatted over 900. He's a close to a 700 pound bencher. And he's pulled, you know, like... 727, 733. Um, and that's in equipment, but this dude is so freaky strong raw. Mm-hmm. If he decided to lift raw, um, he would whoop people's asses. It would be crazy. He might even deadlift more raw than he does in his Yeah, he's sometimes. kind of a dumbass. Yeah. We, you know we love you, Cody. But, I mean, just a lifter of that caliber being at your gym and then a lot of other lifters, you know, uh, you know Mass Barbell's a solid, solid number four on our list. Yeah, we're not too familiar with all the lifters there. There was a guy that I know, uh, Matt Matt Entz. He won regionals. Yeah, winning regionals year. in New got, England. Yeah, he got second yeah. in regionals the year before. He's he's got a great deadlift. He he lifted at the meet. He's pretty strong. Um, I know that Dan went to the Arnold Battle of the Regions. Yeah, he's you know, he's one of those guys who quit powerlifting for MMA, which is like so. I can't even. Yeah. I don't, I want to. Just puke all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chad Wesley Smith and somebody else. <laughs> yeah. He Cummins. So at number three, I think we got to make the call on the fly. This one's really close between three and two. But I think we're going to have to say number three is Spindel Barbell. Spindel Barbell, yeah. And I recently signed up for a membership. I signed up for a year membership the week before lockdown. <laughs> Smart How's that move. work out for you? So uh, you're welcome, <laughs> Spindel. But maybe I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. It's a great facility. It's a small facility. Great equipment. They do strongman powerlifting. They have some Olympic stuff. But they've got Chrissy Max Power, Christina Peracci. Yeah, we're, we're big Chrissy Max Power fans here. Huge. Fans. Italian stallion of sorts. Yeah, if she, not me, then her. Yeah. So you know. She won nationals, right? She's yeah she made the yeah. world team. She's absolute savage. Fifty-seven keys, just stud. Yep. We saw her bench at the Arnold, benching hundred keys at fifty-seven. It's mm-hmm. pretty wild. That's insane. Yep. Shredded to the bone. Shred. She could step on. I think she's a couple weeks out from from stage for if she wanted to do a physique, yeah women's physique or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'll give her. I gave her some that bonus points tips. from Babel. Yeah. Yeah, that's bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> They also have a male lifter, Sean Collins. He, uh, I think he won regionals. He placed. Uh, he has a fourth place and a fifth place at Nats. That's a pretty good weight class. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think they have a few, maybe a few others that, that made yeah. it to Nats. Shout out to you guys at Spindell. Yeah. Number two, we're going with Odyssey Barbell. Eric LaPont. Pizza Bloat, I think he owns that gym. Yeah, and, and just on the background I gave, you know, they were the ones posting strongest gym in Massachusetts or whatever. Um, number one, I give them a downgrade 
because I went to the Aussie Barbell Open to coach some of my collegiate lifters from Northeastern um, in January, and it wasn't at the gym. So I show up at the gym, and there's not a fucking soul in sight, and then I had to get back on the road and drive from wherever Odyssey is in uh, Massachusetts up into New Hampshire. So I was pretty pissed that day. I mean, if you're going to name a meet after your gym, have it at your gym. But from what I hear, it's pretty small, right? They're also the guys who posted that they're strongest gym in Massachusetts. And so I told them to slow the fuck down. All right, great guys. You know, they're trying to run meets. They're really competitive lifters. And we'll name some other than Eric too. But, I mean, number two, we'll give you the respect. Yeah. But strongest gym, I think not. Yeah. Yeah, Eric LaPont. He he was lifting in prime time. He's in top. His place top. So I don't. Yeah, he's a great deadlift. Great deadlifter. We don't we don't have to go through the yeah minutia. You know, he's a good lifter. Kyle Power, I believe he also lifted at at yeah, Ron Nats in prime time. time. Yeah. What a name! Yeah, I know. What a fucking name, right? Yeah, that kid's fucking strong. Yeah, but like, Sick. is it your destiny? Is he going to be the best? I don't know. Kyle, pa- if my name was Joe Power, I'd fuck. I don't know what I'd do. I mean, Chrissy Max Power. Well, I mean, that her actual name. Well, we, got, no. <laughs> we got Tommy Tommy Gottschalk from URI. He's got chalk because he's got chalk. Yeah, well, that was a good one too. Did he not drop a deadlift? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? No. Well, anyway, Odyssey had a few others. I think they had maybe like six people go to Raw Nats. I don't know if anybody lifts equipped there. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, we're yeah. No. Well, why would anybody do we're that? We're just gonna we're just gonna say no. Yeah. yeah. And so number one, I think you know this goes without saying, Bay State Athletic Club, Situate, Mass. Yeah, Peach, why don't you give us a rundown of all the fucking greats who lift there? Okay, so let's just start with the people on this podcast. We got Joe Capolino, <laughs> eight-time world team, eight-time world team member. Yeah, we'll count the juniors. Nine-time world nine games. Nine-time world games. Oh yeah, world games. Nine-time world team member. Squats over a thousand consistently. Probably you know second most consistent thousand-pound squatter on the planet. Um, we also have Eric Kupperstein. Eric Kupperstein has won Masters Nationals. Open Nationals. He won Open Nationals as a master. Yeah, Raw Nationals. Raw Nationals. Open and master. He's He's been to both worlds, right? Uh, yes. I, he's won an Open Equipped. He's won a Masters Raw and a Masters Equipped. And he was at as the As multiple world records in both. And and he, he, he lifted the far, first Raw World Championship, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So Eric Kupperstein. Then we have... He took Kup- it. He, he, he lifted in that one in the Open and Fedesenko beat him. But I mean, yeah. well, what are you going to do? You're going to lose the Fetty. Yeah, this yeah. this guy lifted in Dubai last year, and he's been lifting a barbell before I was born. Yeah, yeah. Then we have Kelsey McCarthy, world champion, two time world champion, two time world champion Kelsey McCarthy, the true total world record holder. Yes, <laughs> the true, the true total world record yeah. holder. She squats. She squatted six hundred pounds at the Arnold last year. Six hundred pounds at seventy two. At seventy two. Okay. There ain't nobody squatting 600 pounds at 72. Nope. I don't know where you're going to find them. Only Kelsey. She benches about 400 pounds. Well, she's benched over 400 pounds she's in competition. Okay. She's benched 402. 402. And deadlifts in the low to mid fives. Yeah, I think she's pulled uh, 507 now. Yeah, 507. Nationals last year. So, you know, hard. that total combined is the true world record total. It's a little sidestep, but I mean, a lifter from Brazil set the world record total at a local meet in Brazil that just happened to be like regionally sanctioned it's absolute trash and kelsey will rip that right back as soon as we get her on the world stage oh yeah all right keep it going Peach. Okay. this is great then we have uh we have monet i'm monet gonna Bland. butcher her last name yeah, Bland. Bland. 
So um, it's one syllable, bro. Yeah, I know. I just I'm like so stupid. So anyway, Monet has been to Worlds how many times? Three times. I think three or four. I believe it's three. She's it placed bronze or highest in 2018, a bronze placing and a deadlift gold. Yep, and she's been to the Arnold deadlift multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, she's squatting almost 600. She's also pounds. super strong raw too. She's so strong raw. Like yeah. she benches exactly what she does raw. She doesn't. Yeah, sure. she squatted 500 knee wraps last year, preparing for Worlds. Squats close to 600 in equipment. That was insane. And she doesn't get a lot of a deadlift suit either. She pulls high fours raw and pulls low fives in uh, equipment. Yeah. Great, just overall great lifter. Shout out Monet, working in the hospitals in Boston right now. Mm-hmm. Then we also have Luis. Luis. Oh, sh- mm. Are we digging right here? Uh, I mean, Lou is... Louis, one of the most incredible strength athletes I've ever seen. I don't even care what anybody says. Well, yeah, all right, let's put it this way. Right okay. now, I mean, it, right now it's easy to shit on Lou. He like. Well, let's talk about Lou a little bit about what happened with Lou today. Well, like let's let I want to go through Lou's great accomplishments. He's he's won Open Nationals twice. Yes. He's so he's been on the Open World Team twice. Yes. Um, he's been on Junior Bench Worlds once, World Team once. He's been on the Open Bench Worlds Team twice. 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 And would have went this year. So, so it would have been three. He's a decorated international lifter. Um, Fantastic bencher. He has a couple bench medals, bronze medals, silver medal from juniors. Um, so, like, say what you want. You know, the kid might squat higher than fucking days long, but he, he has a lot of accolades that a lot of lifters would, would kill for. Yeah. You know? And he's exciting to watch, man. He throws oh it on the line. God. He's a gambler. I you never know. It's like, it's so nail-biting. To watch him. Well, like. we, we also have Matthew Casista, who won uh, Regionals Raw two years ago. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're talking about Strongest Gyms in New England. What about Emily Libert? Emily Libert is Consistent. an American record holder, Raw bench presser, mm-hmm. and wins um, nationals. We have Shayna Pettit. Shana uh, sorry, Shayna Vickery. Yes. We, and Chris Vickery. Mm-hmm. Chris Vickery placed second at Open Nationals a few years ago, uh, attempted the American record squat, which is held by Charlie Connor, which is just insane. You know, these lifters are insane. Um, Shayna has won open nationals. I think she won collegiates too, right? Oh, she's won multiple collegiates, multiple two collegiates. collegiates. You know, we're not getting collegiates. I won two collegiates. Kelsey won two collegiates. Is a big deal. I mean, you know, that's a really competitive. I just game. think our gym, although we're equipped, we've been in this game longer. We're more consistent. We go to the biggest meets. We show up to the biggest meets. We win the biggest meets. We go to work. Like we've sent four people to worlds from our gym to the same meet the year that, me well this year it was me monet kelsey and cup mm-hmm. and that's been multiple years we've had the four of us go to open worlds it's not easy to get on the world team no matter what people want to say about raw versus equipped mm-hmm. yeah the list goes on there's more names but uh, we don't want to you know alexander <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like saying that's bad but the list goes on i mean we're not tuning our own horns here i mean we Rick could keep Johnson. going we could keep <laughs> going jill are now peach yeah, Jill. Easy. Jill's got a Cassie Sarn. world Cassie, championships. You know, Jill's got the world champ. She's got the hardware. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's we had to set the record straight, you know. And and I think, um, you know, if you've got something to say about it, we want to hear it. Yeah, let and, us know. and maybe we could do something about it. Don't worry. After lockdown's over, we'll go to your gym and whoop your ass. Yeah, we can do a meet. We can do a virtual meet. We can schedule a real meet. Um, back at, Eric Carperstein was telling me back in the day they used to do these. He traveled to England to do like a club meet, like a bunch of lifters from their gym Let's went. Bring and that back. They they you know it's like, it's like English Premier League. You know, club v club. 
bring your hooligans too. You know, like, what are you gonna do? We'll bring Ed Minnelli. Oh my God! <laughs> we'll put Ed him would... in a bulletproof vest and just send him out there. I think Ed would just whoop everybody's ass. We wouldn't even need anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, th- this is our uh, this is our biased and unbiased opinion. I don't think it's I don't think it's very arguable. Yeah, not saying we didn't miss a couple of gyms, but there's there's not gyms who are better lifters than we do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I mentioned, during this exercise, we came up with a few names that just they weren't in the top ten. They weren't in the top you you know, even though we couldn't even think of twenty, they were probably worse than the top twenty. Yeah. Particularly when they say that they're the strongest gym in Massachusetts, you think that they would have a couple lifters to back that yeah, up. Yeah, so with. like Odyssey said it. And we, we gave them respectable ranking, yeah. and we, we called out their talented lifters, right? I don't know, Babel. Just, just get it going. Well, I think we've got we, – we'll, we'll just do two. Yeah, we'll just two that two. we think are the bottom of the barrel in no particular order, really. Yeah, it's the same. It's just trash. Yeah. City Center Gym. Brockton? Center City Cent- Gym. Center, center City Yeah, and city like this, this might not be entertaining to a lot of you listeners out there, but just picture like – we're all sitting there running local meets, right? Like Big Mike, me, Lou, Kelsey and Monet refereeing, Copperstein. Like we don't compete locally a lot. We're training for bigger meets. And it's, it's, it's hard. You guys know it's hard to be doing local meets if you're planning on doing a national meet, a world meet, the Arnold. You know, how many meets are you going to do? So these guys show up. They're like missing commands. They're all over the place. And, you know, somebody the, their head coach says oh yeah these Bay State guys you know if they took off the gear I think we'd whoop their ass <laughs> I'm like excuse me and this isn't said to me but I mean shit was talked about me you know to Tony Tony was getting this because you know there's some he had some friends that lifted there or whatever so I'm just like fucking I was just fucking shocked so I mean like I'm gonna drag them through the mud every chance I get because like yeah we take off our gear we're gonna kick you in the teeth it doesn't really matter Describe some of these characters. Oh, man. It's like hit your deadlift opener, get two red lights, go up, bomb out on deadlift. Like, I don't know their their names, but they're just like, I don't know. If you watch like The Town or any of the Boston movies, it's like the heroin addicts on the street, like it, the extras. <laughs> like, that's what they look like. And then that's what they look like. And then just put them in a singlet. It's fucking, it's pretty messy. <laughs> All right. So we'll just go on the record and say that we would we would whoop their ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll put it out there. Any day, anytime, twice on Sunday. Yep. All right. <laughs> this next gym. There's a lot of people that know about this gym in the Boston area. There's a lot of people that have been there. Some, They've moved a they, couple times. Yeah, they get people to like run seminars and shit there. But yeah, people go there. They think they're really strong, but there's, there's no one really that lifts there. Really. <laughs> and it's basically a shit show of like people reserving equipment and like not using it and then setting up their cell phones to record their videos across the gym and just a shit show of just it sounds like a shit show it's awful tps total performance sports malden yeah so yeah. they've had the strongest gym in boston thing going on for longer than i can remember it's fucking great and if you want me to describe the cast of characters it's like it's like a flogging Molly music video or something like that. Or what's that? What's what the boss? What's the, they're wearing dropkick sp- Murphy's dropkick Murphy's yeah. music video. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's pretty much what it looks like. And then throws slaps a multiply equipment into the fucking mix. You know, it's pretty wild. I but, like this one because we we lifting gear, they lifting gear. We'll do multiply. Yeah, but who there? Yeah, I you mean, know, put whatever. Lou in a multiply suit, world champion. See yeah. you later. But Lou would squat thousand pounds. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, just there's not a lot to say. I mean, you know, they're not all natural, like like a lot of the gyms we talked about. They're not strong, like a lot of the gyms we talked about. They claim to be the strongest gym in Boston, which is just asinine. And I think all they really do is like pay Chico to come do a seminar and then like post on Instagram and like everybody thinks that's like a big deal. I don't think that makes you much of anything. So you you get dishonorable mention today. Anything to add, Peach? I mean, like I said before, I mean, if they disagree, we could definitely go on there. I go there after quarantine. Gear, no gear. Lift on the third multiply, floor. Multiply, mono lift, walk down. Doesn't fucking matter. All right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our a lot of our friends, or if a lot of people we know, have lifted in and out of there. It's kind of like one of those gyms. If you live in the area, maybe you go there just just for a combo rack or something. And people seem to go in and then leave because it yeah. sucks. I feel like we might have a lot of errors and omissions on this one. So if we forgot a gym, hit us up. If we forgot a lifter, hit us up. If you want us to rank USAPL gyms um, nationally, we'll do it. We won't go into the bottom two. We got some personal vendettas in new england but if 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 anybody wants to see that let us know yeah yeah i mean we've covered a lot of the topics that we wanted to cover this week um we just had a funny story uh just from this past week that we thought might be entertaining well really too do we want to talk about lou yeah we could talk about lou if we want to blow him up but he's just he's just the most confident guy and especially when it comes to bench and he just loves to take a bet. He loves gambling. He's he loves, got the sickness. He loves a challenge. Like when we did, we did a competition head to head. Him and him and myself. We called it the power power building competition. It was a full power meet, touch and go bench, straps on the deadlift, one hundred pound incline press for reps, two hundred pound uh, leg extension for reps, pull ups for reps, and then we had this ridiculous curl run ladder. the rack, run the rack, yeah. where you go up from thirty pounds. By five pound increments, you do ten reps of each until failure, and I was the heavy favorite going in. But you know, we did strongman order, and and he got to go last on the curls. And this kid, he he whooped me. I mean, I'm so happy I didn't bet on that because I would have bet a lot of money. Yeah, heavy, heavy. But oh, there was God. there was also a lot of like you know silly things about the rules. Like he would have bombed out if you could bomb out. He didn't get a squat. He didn't get a squat, and he got crushed by his opener. So Babel, by to my, I thought it would go that Lou would win two out of three of the powerlifting events, Babel would get the deadlift, and then Babel would win three out of four of the bodybuilding yep. and win because Babel was its bodybuilder. Not anymore. That's going to segue into our next segment. But, <laughs> um, you know, Lou bombs a squat. So Babel yeah. wins a squat. Yeah, I won, yeah, I won two out of the three powerlifts. So after, I'm like, it's a done deal. And then the wheels fell off when Lou got you on incline bench yeah. for reps. Yeah, that was, was the that biggest thing. surprise. And then the real hero moment was the leg, leg extensions. extensions. Yeah. So like, like 40 of them. And, yeah. and he went first. He just like cranked out was like all 40 of, of them. And then you just couldn't catch yeah, up. Th- dude, don't, don't be a sore loser. It was a, a good fight. Loser. There was, was some fight. rules that, you know, it basically, you know. You got him today. Long story short, you know, Lou, he loves a good challenge. And, and he arises to the occasion usually. Yeah. And today we were talking about who's the strongest, this and that. He went to venture that he, he could do. 
more reps of 315 pounds on the bench press than anybody in Massachusetts yeah, and or so, New England. Yeah, so I immediately said, I'll do more reps than you. I know <laughs> lifters around that will do less, more more reps than you, like Cody Giampa. Yeah, you're crazy. There's, there's other guys that we won't drop their names, but there's a lot of strong benchers, 500-pound benchers in Massachusetts. Yeah, And mind you, this is at the end of the workout. We're already a couple Bud Lights deep, and you know, Lou doesn't drink, but he, you know, he picks up on the environment. He likes talking shit. We said, hey, Lou, you can't do 15 reps right now. 16 reps? Well, let's set it up. Let's set it up. He benched 418 raw and put his bench shirt on. He two-boarded 727. He touched and pressed 661. Then he did a bunch of assistance work, and then he starts talking trash. Peach, can we, can we say what your professional occupation is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Peach is actually a professional gambler, right? Mm-hmm. It's, he's, a, he's a math professor, a doctorate of math. He's a professional gambler. That's how he makes his living. But let's just say Lou, is a, he's, he's a gambler, but not in the professional way. He's, he's sick, yeah. right? He loves a bet, whether it's cards or just a, man, a manhood bet, right? So we get in this conversation, we're talking about what we were talking about. is like, hey, we should run a virtual meet for charity, whatever, whatever. Three, should it be power total? Should it be 315 for reps? And so we weren't even trying to mess with them, yeah. really. But then it just turned into, oh, 315 yeah. for reps. I'll do more than anybody he, in Massachusetts. He, he starts making bombastic <laughs> claims. So, And the, for the record, I was almost going to bet on Lou because Lou is the sickest person I know. And he, I was like, you know what? He might be able to do this. Show. He convinces himself, and then he convinces you. Yeah. So the the cutoff was fifteen reps. We each bet him a hundred bucks. So there were four of us. It was the three of us and Tony. Yeah. And uh, he took the bet, but there were stipulations. He we gave him two warm ups. We let him wear his hoodie that he benches in when he wants to hit a big rock bench. He wears his hoodie so he can fucking heave. Yeah, and he wears these elbow sleeves that take like another full grown man to shove onto his <laughs> arms. They're like size extra small, like female yeah. elbow sleeves. And then the only rule we made him put a singlet on because he's notorious for lifting his ass off the bench. And so what had happened was, you know, he's going for 15 reps and he smoked the first five. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to get yeah. 100 bucks. And then he got no rep on number eight. We had a non biased. You know, Peach's yeah, wife, judge looking, Peach's wife, unbiased judge. And uh, he started getting no rep and it just fell apart yeah. around rep nine. But really, he well, hit 12 and then he, got he crushed. He got like three no reps and I think his spirit was just broken. Yeah. We don't want to tell the people how many you got. Yeah, you either way. Face for you. You got a way, lot of no reps and he had no heart left. In that's that. the type of shit that goes on in our basement gym. <laughs> and uh, we each won 100 bucks. Um, but like this is all, that's also what inspired the segment. Yeah. So it's a worthy story. Yeah. I mean, how many reps at three fifteen can you all do? I want to, I want to see some people calling Lou out. I want to see how many people can do. I'm definitely not a rep guy. Are you asking me or everybody I, else? I want to yeah. hear from the fans. Yeah, I mean, I've, oh, done, yeah. I've done 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I've, I've done 10 as well. Me and right. Bavler, we're doing 10. Yeah. The last time I attempted it with some real, real grit. I did 16, and that's like years ago. I'm not a great repper. I, I, I'm not even a good raw bencher, so I understand that's not impressive at super heavyweight, but I know that I got Lou. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I want to see people calling out Lou. Yeah, if you can do section. 20, like hit us up, send us a vid. Yeah. Yeah, we'll repost that shit. All right, so, so Babel's not a bodybuilder. Anymore. I mean, you never know. Anymore. Classic. 
So are we going to talk about what happened? I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Louis Marco, he's a, he's a pretty big, he was a big YouTuber. He used to YouTube all the time about bodybuilding, but, um, he decided to get out of the YouTube game because he was like against like PEDs and he's a natural guy and he just got sick of bodybuilding, but he still has a, has an Instagram page where he posts basically like Jim fails now. Jim fails. He, he's gotten political recently, but, but he posts a lot of gym fails and just entertaining gym stuff. Um, he reposted a video that Lou took of me. That was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, the video shows me in my bodybuilding days, 180 pounds shredded, shredded photo shoot. Totally natural. hundred percent natural. He pans over the camera to me sitting on the couch, drinking a Bud Light weighing 240 pounds power gut. <laughs> And Louis Marco posts at quarantine 15 kilos. Yeah, and it, I guess it's kind of like a trend. People have been doing it to shame their bros who haven't been able to work out Yeah, over quarantine. It was but, pretty hilarious that he actually reposted it. Yeah, I checked before we got on. 76,000 views of your fat body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, 76,000 views. Yeah. So I didn't even realize it happened. I didn't know Lou sent it to Louis Marco. We were like, oh, yeah, it'll be funny. Like, we put it on our story a couple of days ago. I just thought it would be funny. Lou sent it to Louis Marco. He reposts it. I'm, like, getting follows. I'm getting people start, like, liking my stuff more than normal. I don't have a big Instagram. I've got, like, 1,100 followers. I'm just some normal guy. All of a sudden, I'm getting DMs. Hey, man. Your PCT isn't working. Nice bubble gut bonanza. Like replying <laughs> to my story of me and Joe on the beach. Like you fat whale. Like all this stuff. It was it was hilarious. I mean, if you just go on the comments of that thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's a lot of accusations. Of, so like people love asking Babel how much sauce he's on. You know. Yeah, it's been a wild ride since you know you you moved in here because. We we did the experiment where if Babel's coaching me to eat 800 carbs, he'll eat, you know, pre-meat, he'll eat the 800 carbs with me. <laughs> and, like, you know, so that was kind of a joke. You got If you're coaching your athlete, you got to be lockstep. We're going right? lockstep. I, you know, I have to eat the same shit that Joe eats, so I know exactly yeah, so that was how a, he's feeling. That was a two-day thing in Dubai, and Babel was lean then, and he, like, caught a pump the morning of my meet after having 1,600 carbs over two days. And, like, it was the most vascular I've ever seen a dude. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> he was so pumped up. I was super pumped, too, on that 1,600 carbs. But I just lifted like shit. But anyway, that was, like, a two-day thing. It's pretty much been a three-month thing now that you've been eating exactly what I'm eating. Yeah, we wake up. We eat the same breakfast. We're working on the same dining room table. We have the same break for a shake. Then we have our lunch. Then we have cereal with a banana pre-workout. Yeah. So you've been bulking for a while, but you've really packed it on the last few months. So you, you've gained a solid 60 pounds, you'd say? Well, the, the 60 pounds has been, you know. From stage years, weight. Yeah. Two years. And two from years. stage weight. And I've gone up and down. I've done a couple of mini cuts in between. It's It hasn't been linear, but yeah, about 60 pounds in two years. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. So, in the last, last three months, maybe five keys. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, we, we, we dish out compliments, we give shout outs, but, and we, we shit on people, but you know, Louis Marco kind of shit on Babel. We loved it. We can take it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of the people are like, look at the guy's page. He's in powerlifter now. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all just say you're on gas and you're fat. I love it when people think that you're on gas just cause you're like 180 pounds and somewhat lean. Like it is achievable. 
if you work out for 10 years and have a good diet, honestly, like some of it is genetics, but yeah, I remember when I couldn't get you to eat shitty food with me and now it's like you convincing me to eat ice cream with you. So that's false, the tables dude. have that's turned false. packs that's of false. Oreos. I see some open packs of Oreos laying yeah. around, you know, I bought the first pack, but I haven't bought one since it hasn't been me. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. All right, man. Well, check out Louis Marco's page. Check out Babel's bubblegut bonanza. My bonanza. It's it's not proper. Yeah. That's that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you know, if you enjoyed this, again, share it. You know, share it on your Instagram story, like it, uh, comment on iTunes. We're we're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. We've confirmed. We're on it. We're on there. Good work, man. You know, um, YouTube. YouTube. Spotify. Leave some comments. Spotify. Spotify. Should be on like all the other podcast, like podcast addicts, Stitcher. So hopefully you share it with people, you comment, you like, um, you know, send us DMs, let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. Oh, we got one more thing. This is a, this is a throwback segment of who's on more gas. Oh, we forgot to do this. And then versus now yeah. combined in one. This is a great combination. Because there's a lot to talk about here. There's a yeah. lot to discuss. Because when when you go who's on more gas, who's on more grade A, jet A fuel, we forgot. This is the best of the best. We forgot somebody. Oh, yeah. This guy bleeds from the pores of his skin when he lifts. And he just sets a PR. He's known for setting a PR just like every day. And he's torn more things off of his body and then came back stronger. Larry Wheels. Larry Wheels, man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'll go through the numbers. I have his numbers pulled up. He just did a meet XPC at the Arnold. Um, we were there. I didn't. I didn't even know he was doing this. I wish I did. But um, eight seventy squat, and this is in sleeves. Six forty five bench, which is fucking Holy insane. Shit. He weighed. Insane. Uh, he weighed two eighty three. So there he, was something was funky about those plates at the Arnold. But we'll we'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I think on his Instagram he benched neon like green fucking hundred pound plate. So we'll give it. We'll give and it. And then uh, um, eight fifty five deadlift there, but he also has an eight eighty one deadlift, um, at the current U.S. Open from the previous year, uh, from two years ago. So I mean, those are pretty insane numbers. Top total twenty three seventy. Yeah. All right. Who is the challenger? The challenger. The one and only. Multi-time world strongest man, Bill Kazmaier, and I guess for the who's 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 hotter, I don't know if he can go on record. You know what that does he ever admitted to it? I know Larry Wills is. Admitted I mean, to it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. He he won. Uh, the crazy thing is he won IPF World in 1983. Yeah, but um, you know this is before strongman games. Maybe he was clean then. Maybe he was. Wink, yeah. wink. wink. But um. His best number is 925 squat, 661 bench, 838 deadlift, total 2425. So the numbers are bigger, right? However, however, he had a little bit of gear on. Z suit and knee wraps. Yeah, I think he, no, the bench was completely raw. Deadlift was raw. I think he had, you know, like we talked about Gene Bell in those days. Yeah. And we've talked about the Z suit, how it's basically an SPD singlet. Yeah. And I think the knee wraps they wear are based, they might be worse than SPD knee sleeves. It might be ace bandages back then. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen some videos of him doing powerlifting. I mean, a lot of people probably remember him for for his strongman achievements, but he, that 661 raw bench was a world record for a long time. A lot of people have surpassed that now. 
uh, all-time world record it was for a long time. Um, who's hotter? Larry Wheels. Yeah, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I me. think you know Bill's aged well. Yeah. He's aged well. I think he never had a he he had a freakish look, but never like a the gargoyle. I mean, he, GH gut look. He looked insane. Yeah, dude. but like he didn't he have was, a protruding belly. And he had a little like bit. He had like a protruding. Not six like Larry pack. Wheels. Not, <laughs> recently, yeah. he looked freakish. He looked very freakish. Not like Larry Wheels freakish, but he looked freakish. And I think back then, you know, the science behind it, there it wasn't as advanced. There was less known. The guys were more conservative with it. In the past twenty years, I think with the usage it's gone kind of crazy I mean, let's put it this way he passed a drug test and we just talked about this 1983 ipf worlds mike bridges had to have a drug test his total went down a, a considerable amount from nationals to the worlds um you know so did bills bill bill's total is not that high yeah. but he did win and he did piss clean i'm not saying that he was he's lifetime drug free i'm saying on the level of who's hotter, he's probably a lower level if he can clean his piss in four months. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just historically, that era versus this era, I think just the usage was much tamer. Yeah. And I think, you know, Bill would still have all his accolades if none of that stuff existed. Yeah, probably. He's a yeah. psycho. Yeah. So I, I got to go with Larry for, for hot. You know, his piss who's is screaming yeah. hot. You know, he's, uh, he's admitted to it. He, he, he's kind of sold out and with a lot of the social media stuff now and he's got you know a special website where you can log on and hear what his thoughts are about steroids he's talked about it in youtube videos he's pretty open about it but the guy is he's just a he's freakish like, yeah oh, i wouldn't yeah. even call it selling out he's he's just trying he is trying to make money he's making money off it you know you know sell it from what it's never like he was really that legitimate of a powerlifter. yeah well i mean there's but. just a lot of the stuff is like clickbaity and like just doing stuff with other influencers like someone's running his social media yeah. marketing thing it was just, yeah. you know good for him there's not a lot of money in powerlifting honestly and you know he's selling merch great good for him so just some of the social media posts i'm like cringe but mm. you know good for him it's not yeah it's not you know don't hit the yeah, player, so, hit the game. So so the, the more important thing is who's winning the powerlifting meet if they had it square up right now? Then versus now, who's got the Bill in his prime. I, I think Bill when he was twenty nine, you know, it looks like he's he competed pretty consistently from age twenty four to twenty nine in powerlifting. Um so I think, you know, the strongman stuff came after and uh I just I just think that the totals he did, you know, if he kept going, yeah. he, he, you know, the, the total difference, he, his total is high right now. And, and the difference is the squat wasn't raw, but I think it's 50 pounds. And if you watch the, t the meets he did, everything was super easy. He was just fucking around with the competition. The 837 deadlift he did was like a warm up. Yeah. So yeah, there's no one near him. Yeah. I think he I think he'd he'd beat Larry. Yeah, if if you did then versus now, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna work a little bit harder. He's I think he has the mental edge. He was a complete psycho. Yeah. Complete psycho. Yeah, I mean And if he had all the all the PEDs of this day and age, you know, back then they didn't have all the stuff they have now. And and who knows if he was even on anything. If you get him on the same shit Larry's on. Yep. Yeah. 
So transport them to now. Bill's Should be a crazy. savage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is too is like uh, we were talking about, you know, Larry going into some different avenues himself, but Bill, I'm sure, kind of saw early on that strongman yeah. was going to be more lucrative than powerlifting. Yeah. So he. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, his first, his last meet, go. his last meet he ever did was that first drug tested worlds. So maybe he just said, "I'm fucking out of here." Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Who level, knows? the level of competition in, in strongman now is just freakish you know so it's it's tough to compare but larry's ventured into strongman he hasn't really made it too far but i mean kaz is multi-time world's strongest man no i think he, kaz now would still be competitive and strongman just yeah. the way they do it like yeah he wasn't seven feet tall like some of these guys or, or six foot eight like sean half door but like pujanowski was dominant for a long time yeah um wasn't that tall yeah. i think i think kazmaier is on that level like, I, he I would agree. be that dominant yeah, I mean, I even agree. Eddie Hall isn't that tall, right? He's 6'3". 6'3". Yeah, yeah. So how, how tall is Kazmaier? Oh, he put me on the spot. Yeah, he's probably yeah. in that area, though. I mean... Yeah, he's a big dude. We've seen yeah. him in person at yeah. the Arnold. But, I mean, that's just to my point that Larry is trying to get in the strongman game. And, you know, he weighs over 300 pounds, shredded, but hasn't really made it too far in the strongman game. Yeah, so Bill's 6'2". And we think Bill, Bill would. <laughs> just looking at this photo right now. I'm Dude, fucking, look at, I want to look up some images I'm of fucking Bill hard. Kazmaier. Show, show me Bill Kazmaier and tell me he, he didn't have a f- crazy bubblegum bonanza. Dude, that looks pretty, like, which one, this one? Holy shit, dude. Yeah, dude, traps coming up to his ears. Yeah, dude. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. Makes John Paul look pretty small. I'm getting slightly aroused. we got to close this down. Close All right, we got to shut this thing down. <laughs> yeah. we got to shut this thing down. All right, but it, it, it is weird because we're saying Larry's hotter, but Bill's stronger. Yeah. And basically, we're Bill's, all agree, too. Bill's one of the greatest. I think it's yeah. a great, it's one of the most legendary matchups. Like, I'd pay good money to sit in the front row yeah. and just watch it go down. Like, this, the totals are so close. Yeah, the physiques it, are close. And it's no disrespect to Larry. He's such a freak. Like, he's, Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy watching his videos. He's, he's a nice guy. You know, he's a freak. He, I saw him in person that when I was, I was doing bodybuilding, right? I was in... Miami at NPC Nationals backstage. Larry Wheels was competing in that meet. If if you guys all remember, he did Nationals, the former Mr. USA, and he's fucking massive. Oh yeah, he competed. In he that. competed in, as a heavyweight at NPC Nationals in bodybuilding, and then he did strongman that year, and he did yeah. powerlifting. Pretty sure he's a Long Island guy, so I got I I like him. Just predisposed. Yeah, he's a good guy, but I think Bill takes the cake. Yeah, definitely. Well, with that, I think we already did most of the outro, so... Yeah, maybe you can edit that around, swap it around. Now, there's no edit in here. One take. Oh, Jesus Christ. One take. Can we at least get a little trim on the end? You want a Trimmy Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you in episode seven. Peace. Later. Later.